Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swalm, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, CEO at Fend, and I am joined by Ian Richardson, the principal consultant at Fox & Crow. Ian, how are you doing? Man, I am awesome, Connor. Thanks for having me on today, buddy. Anytime. I, uh, I've known you for quite a while. We've met a bunch of times, so I'm glad we could get you here in the you know, virtual studio to chat. Um, for those that don't know, what is Fox & Crow? Who are you and what is Fox & Crow? Yeah, so uh, like Connor said, I'm Ian. I, I had an MSP for 16 years. I sold it a couple of years back. And uh, after I sold that, I said, man, I really want to still be involved in the in the channel, so to speak. I like MSPs. I grew up around them. They're all, I've, I consider them friends and colleagues. And so how can I help them? And Fox and Crow grew out of that. It's a consulting group for MSPs to help them scale and sell their MSP practice. That's awesome. So, um, and today, yeah. we're, we're chatting about the sales process failures in the MSP market. This is something I've chatted about with a bunch of friends of yours, Wes Spencer, Alex Farling, and many, many MSPs at large. Oh, yeah. So I guess the first question is, where do MSPs go wrong in the sales process? Where does it start? So I, I guess the biggest, most common thing is that there is no sales process at an MSP. So like that's that's a big, huge issue. But but I found kind of three themes. So I, I talk with MSPs every day. Um, it's it's a constant kind of thing, whether it's online, through social, through phone calls, through Reddit. I'm seeing three big trends, and all three of these happened at my MSP too. So no uh, no stones in a glass house here. I was guilty of all three of them. There's either bad messaging, a bad process, or or lack of skill sets around the process, or poor adherence to the process. And we can kind of un- unpack each one of those, but those are the three big themes. They, they've got a bad message, they've got a bad process and skill set, and they don't follow it. That makes sense. So, what what would be an example of like a bad message and how could one transform into a good message? Yeah, so um, the biggest thing that happens with us at MSP is almost all of us have a similar founding story. We were working somewhere, either for another MSP, for an enterprise organization. We got started in tech somewhere. We love technology. We like helping people with technology. We started helping family, friends, maybe some small business owners and said, man, I could do this better. I've got this idea. I think I could do this better. And we strike out on our own. That was my founding story. I was working at night school doing uh, tech for the college. I learned about ticketing systems and documentation and all that. And a lot of the things that happened there, I was like, these guys are dumb. I could do this so much better for businesses and started my own thing there. First big mistake of my life. So <laughs> good job, Ian. Start off, start off with a mistake there. Um, but what, what goes on is that we're talking about technology. We're passionate about technology and we tend to lean into that. And the issue is, is like 1% of the population loves technology and the other 99%, everyone else is like, Holy God, stop talking Greek at me. Please make it go away. Doctors, lawyers, accountants, whatever, they didn't go there to be technologists. They also, like with the doctor, I'll pick on them, they didn't go to med school to be a business owner. They went to med school to heal people. 
And so they're already dealing with this thing of running a practice that they don't necessarily like. And then there's this technology part on top, which has been forced on them by federal law that they like even less than the business part. So techs will come in and say, hey, use your Office 365 better through Teams and instant messaging and blah, blah, blah. You lost them already. But if you can say, hey, I can make it so that your scheduler and your triage nurse can be in constant, secure, compliant communication with you about your patients, whether you're in the hospital, a nursing home, or on the clinic floor, you're speaking their language. And I didn't talk about Microsoft 365 or Teams at all. It's different messaging around the same problem. So that's bad messaging. Good, good messaging is you, you speak their language. Talk about what it means to them. Leave the techno babble out of it. That makes a ton of sense. I, I forget who I was talking with about this, but they made the statement. If you meet with your client and your conversation is, hey, look how many backups I backupped. Look how many oh mailbox I mailbox. Look how many <laughs> firewalls I firewalled and network switches I network switched. It's just like they're going to look at that report. They're going to look at you. They're like, stop wasting my time. I don't care about this. Like, yeah. Do you have anything for me? It's just you're starting on the back foot. You need to sell the transformation, the transformation, not the actual thing. Uh, like you're not selling backups. You're selling the opportunity to recover from ransomware or some other kind of attack immediately or to recover data if you think you've lost it. Well, go one step further from there, right? Like in that example, a backup example, I, I love this one because it's, hey, it's about recovering from the thing. It's not even that. It's, hey, you spent 15 years documenting your patient's medical history, and we're making sure that the continuity of care never has a chance to get interrupted, that none of your patients have a negative outcome because of some stupid box with lights. That'll hit home with a doctor. Ransomware won't hit home with a doctor. You got to go further and put it into their language. Why does a doctor care about their data, their medical charts, and their billing data? Your billing team's never going to have to spend three months rebuilding the last 90 days worth of work. Oh, okay, you got my attention. You're never going to lose that chart for that patient that you've been managing cancer for for six months. You're not going to lose that and you're not going to have a negative patient outcome. Someone's not going to die because of your technology, not on my watch. That's stuff that matters. So it's you got to put them, you got to go into their shoes. And like a, a common complaint is like, okay, well, that's great, Ian. How do I do that? Every single MSP has one thing in common. They all have clients. Go talk to your clients and start listening to how they talk. And like my favorite conversation starter is, you know what, Connor, you know, you and I have been working together for a long time and I'm just hitting a reset button on my end. I want to clear all my assumptions out of there. You just tell me how you make money. Tell me about how your business is laid out. Tell me how you make money. What are the, what are the teams, the verticals, the departments in there? How do they work? What are their common challenges? Like, just talk to me about your business. And they'll tell you all of that and write down notes and start using that vernacular when you message. And a client who's willing to do that, you'd say, hey, you know, Connor, I'm, I'm trying to work with other doctors like you. Can I, I wrote down some things. Can I read them to you? And just like, am I talking right here? Is this what you said to me? I'm, I'm trying to paraphrase it back. And they'll say yes or no. They'll tell you if you got it right or wrong. Use your existing clients and then use that to attract new ones that look like existing ones. Exactly. Uh, so I went through an exercise in a talk that I gave through recently where I asked everyone in, um, in the room, I was talking to MSP, he says, like, raise your hand if you had trouble opening your email and turning on your computer this morning. And of course, nobody raises their hand, right? 
nobody in that room raised their hand. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, now raise your hand if you've been doing something with technology since you were like eight or nine years old, but you really just can't remember when it started. Everybody's hand shoots up. I'm like, great. If you were to talk to your clients in a room like this, the exact opposite would have happened. They had trouble opening their email and turning on their computer this morning, and they don't care about technology. Frankly, that's too many syllables for them to even care about right now. So I was like, mm -hmm. this, uh, you mentioned like put yourself in their shoes. I actually had a picture in the slide deck that was a little kid in uh, like large shoes. And it's like, this is what you need to be right here is your clients are always closer to their problems than you are. And you are always closer to cybersecurity than they are. And yet all you talk about is cybersecurity. You don't talk about their problems, which is what they want to hear about. You talk about your cyber, which they don't care about. That's right. That's exactly right. And that's like, it's so easy to start having the conversation when you just give away everything you've assumed and talk to them about it. One of the, one of the most, uh, a, a client that I have, and, and I, I shifted it into a couple other ones and it's been wildly successful. They've gone into their customers and said, look, cybersecurity, like we've been beating this thing for a while. And this seems like a shredder. It's a wood chipper for your bank account. And so I just want to like they 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 use that analogy. This is a wood chipper for your bank account. Like I've I've laid out all your stuff. Tell me why it's important. Tell me what's important, what's not important, and then we're going to focus on protecting the important things. In the back end, they like there is no network security unless you secure the whole thing. So it doesn't matter, right? They're not opening themselves up to putting EDR here and not there, or protecting these email accounts and not those email accounts. They know that that. By starting with like the client telling, well, this is the important stuff and this stuff doesn't matter. All right, well, let me go back to the team and come up with a whatever around this stuff. And then they're just ignoring everything else until they get to the point where they're saying, you know, well, yeah, here's what it is. And they're like, well, what about this other stuff? Well, we're going to put it on there too so that this can't attack that. And the client goes, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because they can talk to each other, right? Yeah, because this can talk to that. We got to put it here too. Okay, that makes sense. And then they're signing on the line. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, man, mother. And, uh, you know, all I constantly, as I'm talking with like these excellent leaders, I go back and I go, man, my MSP would have been so much better if I did that. These guys are smart. So <laughs> could have, should have, would have. I, I still don't want one, though. So no one take that as an invitation to hire me at their MSP. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No one, uh, no one being an entrepreneur uh, or before you're an entrepreneur and, trying to get into it thinks uh, that most of the job is just feeling dumb. Uh, oh, and that's like, <laughs> that is your number one, job. that is your number one job responsibility is how can I feel stupid today? <laughs> yeah. It's either what did I not do or what did I do? That was so glaringly, obviously wrong uh, that it should have been, should have been obvious. You know, you, you just so, said that. And, and like, as a quick aside, I'm going to call out Israel Lang, who's uh, been a, a mentor and a, a, a tormentor. And now is like a, a peer colleague friend, but Israel is a great reflection exercise. What did I do that I shouldn't have done? What didn't I do that I should have done? What did I learn? Like that is universally applicable to every situation, life, business, faith, doesn't matter. You can do that. And like those three questions really hit home. So you just reminded me of that. So I don't know if I got this uh, framework from a previous conversation, but it's the keep, stop, start framework. What do I need to oh, keep yes, doing? What do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Start, stop, keep is amazing. If you use that for capacity management, anyone who's listening, like if you ping Connor, you ping me, 
got a whole framework about time management. I think I did a talk track at uh, ITN's virtual thing. You want you want that stuff? Shoot me a note and I'll send you an email with all of it. Uh, but start stop keep is like a godsend for capacity management. It really is. Oh yeah, if you look at everything through the lens of um, your, you know, time is a resource. A lot, a lot like money, but a lot of MSPs or a lot of my partners that I work with, they don't view it through that lens. They only see the P and L. Like, well, let's go look at. Um, you know, where your techs are spending their time. It's like if you're paying a person hundreds of dollars an hour and you expect to bill them out at a margin on top of that, but then you're not billing them out, what did you just do? Well, you just lost money and you paid for it. So uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Exactly. Well, and that's like circling back over to kind of sales process. If you're one of the one of the constant issues is that every opportunity is so, so precious because MSPs are, are terrible at, at top of funnel filling. So they get this lead in and they're like scared to say no. And your sales rep's time is the most valuable resource. Your sales team's time is the most valuable resource. You cannot buy more of it. And once it is spent, it is gone. So vigorous disqualification built into like the sales process's job first and foremost is to get to know fast. This isn't an opportunity. We want to know really, really quick in the most small amount of time possible and get it out of the funnel. And if you're like chasing it down, chasing it down, chasing it down and getting through and you've gone all the way through a proposal for someone who is never like their budget is $5,000 a year and you're quoting them $70,000 a year. It's like, what did you do? How did you miss that? That should have happened in the first 30 minutes. So, yeah, I, um, I remember when I started doing sales, um, I've never had any formal sales training. I've never, I mean, I've read a bunch of books. I'm an avid learner, all that stuff, but I'd get to a call, a sales call and they'd expect to see a demo. It's like, I, it's like, I don't want to pull that up. Like, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your business. What do you hate? Why do you hate it? What do you wish you didn't have to pay for? What do you pay too much for? What do you not pay enough for? That, that's an interesting question. And then you'd get to like the end of the 45 minutes and they're like, well, I want to buy, but I realize I haven't seen anything. And you're, uh-huh. it's like, all right, well, now let's hop into five minutes of you asked about this, this, and this. Nothing else really matters. Um, it's just interesting what conversation and discovery actually do. Uh, we read that book that you recommended. Um, Probably uh, gap selling. Gap selling. That's oh, yeah. where I learned that from. Yeah. 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 Keenan, Keenan's a jerk, but that book is gold. <laughs> that book is absolute gold. So that's um one of my one of my favorite things is how long can I go in a discovery process before I actually have to do a proposal or presentation? Like, how long can I kick the can I get three discoveries out of this person? I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird, right? Like it's a different way of thinking about it. It is. There's a direct correlation between your ability to close a sale and keep a client long term, and the amount of discovery you did at the beginning. Um, and we've had weird things happen too. Like if I didn't think somebody was a fit, or I didn't want their business after talking with them, it's like hey, here's like two other people you should go get their business from instead. It's it's not going to be me, and I'll help make the introduction if you want. And in a weird way, that just like they're like. Well, you told me no. I want to work with you now. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa! It's like that's that's not on the table here anymore. It's like <laughs> it's weird. There's nothing like telling someone no to make them want it more. Oh yeah. For um for anyone listening or anyone watching that wants to learn a little bit more about Ian Richardson or Fox and Crow, where would you suggest they go? Uh yeah. So the website foxcrowgroup.com. Uh, my full name Ian Alexander Richardson is on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn slash in slash that name. I'll come right to you there. Like. Super active on that platform. Love to love to connect. Love to chat. If I can be a value, awesome. 
for everyone watching, everyone listening, we will have links in the show notes wherever you're uh, consuming us uh, for Ian and for Fox and Crow so you can connect a little bit more if you'd like. Um, I had a blast talking about sales sales process today. Thanks for joining me today, Ian. Oh, thanks for having me, Connor. I'll uh, talk again to you hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Everyone, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And you will catch us next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high-quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.